I will take what is mine with and blood. Welcome to the Make Westeros Great Again podcast. The greatest podcast that ever was or will be. The podcast that will mount the world. We will not choose three blood riders. We choose all of you. We are here to cover HBO's Game of Thrones, and most importantly, we are here to make Westeros great again. My name is Kevin of House Blackfish. My name is Andrew of House America. We're here today to talk about episode six of season six of Game of Thrones, entitled Blood of My Blood. Kevin, uh, can I be your blood rider, or do you want to be my, my blood rider? Okay. That's cool. Is that good? So, like, uh, you mean, like, if I die, you have to kill yourself. I think that's how that works. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's what that means. Or you were supposed to. You're not supposed to join some other tribe. You're supposed huh. to, like, you know, walk with me into the Nightlands. So, if if, if I'm understanding no, this. No, don't, for- don't worry about the details. Don't worry okay. about the details. We agreed on it. We're good to go. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Blood of My Blood. Uh, a couple things we learned. We learned that Benjamin Stark, Walder Frey, Edmure Tully, and Blackfish are going to be uh, in the cast again. Yes. Super stoked about Blackfish, by the way, coming back. My man. He's your favorite. Uh, we also learned that Tom and Baratheon is just a little too friendly with the High Sparrow, a.k.a. Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave's hanging around Thomas or Tom and a little too much. Uh, it's making a lot of people uncomfortable. Yeah, maybe just a maybe just a touch too much. Like spending uh, after after school, like goes there for like an hour longer than he probably should. Yeah, and also we learned that uh, Danny gave another speech. Yeah, she did. It's about time because we've only gone one episode without an epic Danny speech. That's too long, right? She needs to do something else other than give speech. No more, no more speeches. More action. Okay, Kevin. Uh, let's preview what we're gonna do today. We're gonna start off like we always do. With some wildfire hot takes, a lot of good stuff coming up there. Uh, I put together a step your game up, and it will be whether this location is a city in the state of Maine or a city in Westeros. Uh, we've got some beef with Maine that we'll address later on, so that's why we're singling out the state of Maine. Uh, we've got a power rankings. You put together power rankings where you power ranked all of the actors in the Bravosi theater troupe. I'm excited yes. for that. Absolutely. I'm stoked for this as well. You've got some some deep dive analysis on uh, all of the actors. Uh, this is probably that was probably my favorite part of the episode. I just want to see that show. I don't want <laughs> to see too. the rest of it. <laughs> We've talked about this. We need a spin-off, man. Like these these folks are great. Uh, and of course, we will close with the Book of Brothers segment and the It is Known prediction segment, Kevin. But let's begin with some wildfire hot takes. All right, so we got to first talk about the box score, Andrew, because we got to see who had the most kills in this episode. And I'm looking at this box score and I'm starting to wonder, uh, did the statistician just not do anything this week? Or were there really only like zero kills, basically? Benjen killed some whites, that's it? Yeah, so easy on complaining about the statistician because I'm the one taking the stats, okay? <laughs> I didn't see any other kills. Uh, Benjen killed some whites, but as we determined last week, that's not going to be considered a kill for the box score. So he burned some some undead people, but no one else died. The first time this has happened all season. 
Yeah, right? I mean, like, we've had at least, like, a named character drop out every single week. I don't think any of those whites were named. I don't so, think they had names. If we've learned anything from the past, it's that we're lulled into a false sense of security. So in episode four, right? In episode four, we get, you know, John and Sansa reunite. Everyone is happy. There are tears of joy immediately following. In the next episode, episode five, Hodor gets murdered, and there are tears of sadness. So I think episode six will be, they will, you know, no one dies. Episode yeah. seven, I think we're uh, due for some names to get crossed off the list. But let's move on and talk about the MVP of the episode. You know, this can be whatever you want. Who did the sure. most to advance their cause? Who was the most badass? Or, you know, just because. I'm going to give you a couple candidates for MVP. Number one, Daenerys. Uh, she kind of rode around on a dragon. She's a good dragon rider now. She gave a speech. Um, I thought it was kind of boring. That's just me. But I want you to consider Daenerys as, as, a, as a possibility. Also, the High Sparrow, as Lady Olena said, the High Sparrow just won. He just yeah. beat them. So he has to be considered. He got Tommen to be born again, again. Uh, I'm not sure. He didn't, didn't necessarily convert, but he maybe just became more evangelical. I, I guess know. so. Okay. Uh, Benjamin Stark is a possibility. He's alive, sort of, kind of. But he's alive enough to kill other other uh, White Walkers or other undead. So Benjen, I think, won our Twitter poll for who should be considered the MVP. So Benjen's going to get some strong consideration there. Um, also, we'll just throw in Samuel Tarley. He stole his dad's sword. Kind of badass. That was pretty badass. So Kevin, uh, who, who do you think? I, you know, this is tough because I think these are all good. Except I'm with you. Danny should, like, I think most people are saying Danny would be up there. I'm getting bored with her speeches too. Let's see some action. And then the riding on the dragon will, I will say this, a better ride uh, from a CGI standpoint, I think this time around. Remember how terrible it was? It was like Danny on some Play-Doh dragon. <laughs> like on the last time we saw her riding. <laughs> this time much better, I think. Uh, but they showed her like really far away, which was probably smart. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to go with someone unlisted here, Andrew. Oh, unlisted, uh, unlisted. I'm I'm going with Arya Stark. Okay, uh, she should have been included here. I don't know why she she wasn't. But m maybe initially I thought that if she's going to win MVP, it's going to be the next episode, like once she okay. fulfills this entire this little story. That's fair. She's That's halfway fair. through it. That's fair. Okay, well, this is the start of the halfway, and I loved that we saw Needle again. Uh, she She came back and did the whole, like, knock the bottle out of the hand thing just in time. I love that when that happens, like don't drink that type of deals we had another one of those on the show earlier when, when Danny almost drank the deal and then got knocked out. Like, I love it when you, you save someone from drinking the poison. That's one of my favorite things in shows. <laughs> so. You heard it here first. That's, that's all it takes for Kevin. You gotta, you gotta knock a drink out of someone's hand. That's all so it like takes. half the people at the bar at 1.30 a.m. are all Kevin's MVP. Just <laughs> knocking drinks out of hands. Knocking drinks out. As long as there's uh, there's something in it that's bad. You, you Like saving the day is really what I'm getting down to. So, uh, and, and then we, we saw her kind of defy the way in the waif. Is it the waif? Is that the, the, the person that hits her all the time? The mean girl's name? Yeah. Yeah, the waif. Uh, of course, the waif just happened to be in the room. Like she's she's the the real spy in this whole deal. It's not Arya sneaking through. The wave just happens to be in the in the room watching it go down. Uh, she, and so she is kind of her cranky supervisor. Yeah, it's it's like her 
freaking parole officer or something that just kind of hangs around <laughs> making sure that she does everything right. Uh, but whatever. So you're I'm, going with Arya. I'm going to go with the High Sparrow. Yeah, that, that's He kind fair. of got what he wanted. Yeah, he did. Uh, but uh, our listeners and our Twitter followers went with Benjen. A lot, a lot of love for Benjen. Uh, no let's f- talk about the rookie of the year, Kevin. Not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, but let's talk about Benjen. Does Benjen have too many plate appearances in season one to, to disqualify him? Probably, right? Probably. Although, what about the whole like resurrection thing? Can well, we he's still Benjen? Like John didn't get like John's not a new character. Like he can't be rookie of the year in season six because he's resurrected. Okay. Yeah, I think he probably does have too many plate appearances in season one, but it's been a long time. I mean, just in terms of like our our years, what's it been? Six years since we've seen five so, years since we've so seen. So could it Vincent? be like like Greg Oden like suddenly plays right now? Like even though he was drafted in two thousand rookie of the year, if he yeah, if he's great rookie of the year, absolutely. I you know what I think he's rookie of the year candidate. I don't think he's gonna win because I think there's some other some other people that that might be up there. But uh, I like Minjin. I, I say we we add him to the list. I'm sure other people are not gonna like this. I, I say he's in because the right. great the great Golden example is all I needed. <laughs> okay, well, Greg Oden would not qualify in the NBA, <laughs> but he, he should. Well, he played probably over a hundred games. No, that's not the rule in the NBA, but well, I just threw that out as an example. We'll, we'll discuss this when we get to the final ballot. We'll have to finalize the ballot, but let's just leave it at Benjamin Stark is a possibility depending on uh, we have to formalize how many plate appearances or how many episodes is necessary. Uh, we, we already gave you that one episode does not disqualify you with the three-eyed raven. Agreed. But, but two or three might disqualify. What's the list? Okay, there you go. I, here's Andrew. The reason I say we should just let him go through is because I have a, a front runner, a new front runner for rookie of the year. Okay. Uh, and that is Melissa Tarley. Oh, she is the nicest mom ever. I mean, isn't she the nicest mom? Doesn't she just remind you of like the best mom? Yeah, I kind of wish she had some pizza rolls like waiting for Sam. Like, I know you like pizza rolls. Right? So I knew this, these are your favorite. I, I thought that, you know, like Sam gets home from, from school or from his maester training and hey, I've got your, you got some pizza rolls for you that's that's the only thing that was lacking oh she's the best and so we had we hear some other folks from the tarley family we of course had um randall tarley who's a swell guy uh and then what dick on tarley uh and then uh melissa and and T- what is it T- tala tala tarley i think it's tala the, the, the tala? sister she's she's a nice she she has good she's- dresses She's got great, great dresses, great taste, um, and, and takes after her mother clearly <laughs> in the family. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll talk about the Tarley family a little later, but uh, it was nice to get some introduction to the Tarleys, and you see maybe a little bit of of where of where Sam gets uh, gets is the way he is. I think he's a mama's boy. Is, uh, is he's definitely. Is. A mama's boy. Definitely One a other character we wanted to talk about is Lady Crane. She is the she played Cersei in the stage play in Bravos. She may mm-hmm. be considered. She's getting a little more, uh, more of a role beyond just the stage. So I, I don't think she's going to win Rookie of the Year, but she definitely should be on the list. And you know, maybe if Arya joins the acting troupe, which it's a possibility, she just joins and goes along with them. Mm-hmm. Lady Crane can you know have the potential to be more of a character. Yeah, you know, she she seems to see something in Arya. She's got very expressive eyes. 
that's impressive. Uh, great eyebrows too. Uh, great eyebrows as well. Uh, that's important uh, to join a Brafosi theater troupe. You have to have very expressive eyes. So, all right. So let's look at this a, a quick overview who the front runners are for rookie of the year. We still have Euron Greyjoy, right? Yeah, uh, he seems to be the front runner. I don't think he's gonna, you know, absolutely run away with it at this point. He's only been in two scenes. They right. were pretty good scenes, but uh, he's you know, kind of appears to be the front runner. Three-eyed Raven, I don't think he's going to get there. No. You know, anybody no. else? Anybody else strike your fancy? M- Melissa Tarley, and, <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> okay. So, there you have it. Uh, uh, all right, so let's talk about the Hall of Famers, Kevin. Nobody, no qualifiers for the Hall of Fame. And, of course, to qualify for the Hall of Fame, you must be dead. So just some random whites died in this episode. So uh, if you want to vote for the Hall of Fame at the end of the season, you need to join the Book of Brothers, which we'll be we'll talk about later on in the podcast about how you can join the Book of Brothers and how you can vote for the Hall of Famers. Uh, but let's move on and talk about some questions. Tommen, I want to talk about Tommen. Okay. A lot happened with Tommen. It seems that Tommen became born again. You know, mm-hmm. he changed his king logo. Yeah, he did. But what does this really mean? Like, if you just change a logo, that doesn't mean you're not Enron anymore. You're still Enron, <laughs> you know? Uh, but this is what I think it really means. Because he's now kind of born again, the, the, the church and the crown are now joined together. I think we're going to get acoustic guitars at church. Yeah, we which are. Which I don't like, personally. I don't like acoustic guitars at church. Uh, but if you have that, it also means that the sermons are going to be longer. And the hymns are going to be longer. Mm-hmm. Our songs are going to be inserted randomly in there. And now what that ultimately means is that the services of the Faith of the Seven are going to last really long. We're going to miss kickoff during football season. Right. And you got to get used to setting your fantasy lineup before the opening procession of the servants. And if you have you know, a game-time decision like Andre Johnson, game-time decision, uh, left knee <laughs> contusion, uh, sorry, get, sorry. You, you just don't you you nothing we can do nothing you can do because you, you know your mom's not going to let you have the cell phone in, in church i mean nope. she's not going to let you because because tommen's up there playing acoustic guitar we all have to act like we're interested in tom and play and whatever tommen's playing you know lift up the the mother lift up the the warrior whatever song he came up with with the acoustic guitar that everyone's standing they got their hands in the air you know, and, and I got no problem with with the faith, uh, but what I do have a problem with is missing out on my fantasy lineup. And so let's just let's keep it contract. Let's keep, let's put it together. Let's get a nice uh, a nice sermon going. But but let's keep it. You know, let's keep it a reasonable length. Other implications for Tommen joining the faith of the seven, intertwining, uh, really awkward youth groups on Wednesday nights. You know, toss right. your Wednesday nights away. They're gone. You know more acoustic guitar there right and you're gonna see the problem is because it starts off with one acoustic guitar and next thing you know the the next week there's three acoustic guitars and the week after that there's seven acoustic guitars and you got to listen to everybody's acoustic guitar song and by the time you get through again it's like midnight and you didn't get anything done you probably missed your what your waivers for fantasy football that you could you could on get done on Wednesday <laughs> because it took so dang long to get out of the the uh the youth group uh, uh so there you go couple other things you know what have you done Tom what have you done to us probably can't celebrate name days anymore probably not the high sparrow's pretty strict about that stuff 
High Sparrow probably is not going to allow blood transfusions. <laughs> High Sparrow, he's he's uh he's pretty he's pretty tough. Uh, probably have to disconnect from anyone else who isn't reborn or or part of the faith. That started. So, that started so, already. Sorry, sorry, Melisandre. Well, we can't we can't deal with you. Uh, sorry, Ironborn, you're, you're kicked out of Westeros because mm-hmm. you're you're we have to disconnect from you. Uh, a couple other things. Probably can't watch Game of Thrones anymore. Too violent mm-hmm. for for the church. Yeah, I'm sure. What's the what is the uh, uh, the group online mothers something that reviews like gangster rap albums and stuff and and like yeah. writes <laughs> what is I want to work for them. What a great so, job. Time out. Like, Can we talk about this? <laughs> What is that called again? Where, where I, I like, don't know, but I can just imagine like Lancel and Septa Olena just like watching, reading books and watching TV and like, nope, not good enough. Nope. Just shaking their head. This is, nope. you know, this Shame. is trash. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Nobody can watch this but us. We can watch it and we can review it. Uh, and so, Tommen, and Tommen, what have you oh, done to us? While you're doing this, I'm going to search for Game of Thrones uh, and then like find some site that is that it says that you can't watch it. Uh, let's go on to the next one. <laughs> okay, well, the last thing that Tom and, you know, by, by him joining the church like this, uh, no shoes, no Jordans, no Ferragamos, no Jimmy Choo's. Sorry, people, no more shoes. No shoes for you. Uh, Andrew, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> while we're doing this, uh, I, I will I will take a peek at this this other thing that just pulled up on my screen that I cannot wait to read. I, I feel like Brand's vision was important. Uh, that it flashed really quickly. I literally watched the episode like 20 minutes ago. So I am I am fresh off the episode. I was out uh, for Memorial Day weekend at the lake and uh, down in Dorne. And I, I, I and just seeing this for the first time. So I caught a few things in this vision. I saw what looks like maybe the Mad King. Uh, yes. I saw yes. I saw Hard Home, which great for Brand because what a great episode. That he gets to just sit back. It's like Netflix. He can, yeah. just, pull up, he can just pull up Hard Home whenever he wants and just watch it in his eyes. What a good, This is like the future, man. They're talking about putting like video stuff on your under your eyelids to watch like movies and stuff in the future. Like Brand is the future, man. He can just watch the Hard Home whenever he wants. That's awesome. Uh, I noticed some Tower of Joy stuff in there. So uh, I guess the question is. Are we to understand that he can just like do these visions whenever he wants now, like without the the weirwood trees or whatever? I guess so. Uh, it was my understanding that you kind of needed the tree, but Bran doesn't really need that anymore. He was in his sled, just you know, going back in time, watching Hard Home again. You know, just like me in the off season, just watching Hard Home again. So I'm assuming so. Uh, I'm. This is how I'm going to approach this this Bran stuff. I'm just not going to ask a lot of questions. Okay. I think that if I start like dissecting, like, oh, but doesn't he need this to understand this, or doesn't he have to do this? I think it's I'm not going to enjoy it as much. I'm just going to let the brand stuff happen and not really question it. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm with you too. I don't really have uh, any hard feelings about this, other than that I'm upset that he can just watch episodes of Mad Men whatever he wants just by closing his eyeballs. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, let's move on and talk about uh, Arya. We, we talked about her before, but I want to talk about Arya. She quit the Faceless Men. So right. this is kind of what I started thinking about. She is a Stark, and she's doing her Stark stuff in Westeros, and then she you know, goes to Bravos to become a Faceless Man. You know, you're switching teams. It wasn't working out in, in Westeros. We're going to go over to Bravos, become a Faceless Man. Uh, is this kind of like Michael Jordan going to play baseball, 
and then coming back to play basketball. Did, did you get this? Like, Arias yes. jo- joining the Bulls again. She took a little detour, not joining mm-hmm. the Bulls again. But I, I don't think that uh, she's going to have to murder Terry Francona, you know, <laughs> who was Michael Jordan's manager in the minor leagues. Right. Uh, but she probably is going to have to mur- murder either Jock and Hagar or, or the Waif in order to get away. It's I not like you right. have to murder your manager to, to change sports. <laughs> if that were only a thing. Uh, so, it, yeah, I think you're right. So this is Ar- Aria was Team Stark, so she was with the Bulls. Uh, and then she she thought, you know, maybe we should do this other thing just so I can maybe, you know, I'm I'm doing really good with this Stark thing, but maybe I need to do something to advance my career. She goes and plays for the, the White Sox expansion team, the Faceless Men, realizes, you know, Team Stark was pretty good. Let's go back to Team Stark. I learned what I needed to learn here, and that is that I can't swing a baseball bat. Arya learned that she uh, she doesn't like to kill nice uh, actresses, and she moved on back to uh, back to wear that jersey number forty five. So I, I like that. I like that analogy. Okay, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, I just hope she doesn't murder Terry Francona. TV show. <laughs> she might. Uh, okay, so Andrew, dinner with the Tarleys is like the worst kind of dinner, right? Like bread shaming like really randall we bread shame around here because bread is great i have one question for you andrew what makes randall tarley so very angry i don't know you know he kicked sam out of his house and said you know if if you don't join the night's watch we're gonna go on a hunt there's gonna be an accident and you're not gonna make it back you know, Sam, Sam doesn't seem like that bad a guy. Sure, he can't swing a sword, but, you know, is that all it takes in that family is to learn how to swing a sword? Uh, and it doesn't matter now because Sam took that sword. So, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, Randall Tarley has a, has a larger uh, role in the book. We'll see if, you know, maybe he, he pops up. One thing I want to point out, uh, we've heard about Horn Hill a little bit here and there. Pretty big castle for just like a random ca- random house, My right? My goodness. Well, I saw his little like carriage coming in. I was like, "Damn, that's like riding in a freaking limo going down the street there." Like, what's up with that? And then they pull up. Like, Horn Hill sounds like a like a piece of crap. Like, uh, so guys, it's, I guess we'll go to Horn Hill for dinner. Like, that sounds terrible. But you see Horn Hill. It's like the, the freaking mansion on Horn Hill. He's got some digs, man. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some of the guys who came back this episode. What I call called the old timers game at Yankee Stadium, uh, except with Game <laughs> of Thrones characters. So made appearances in this old timers game is Edmir Tully, Walder Frey, Benjamin Stark, uh, and also mentioned were the Blackfish. We'll probably see him next week, and the Brotherhood without banners also mentioned. Who else uh, do you want in that old timers game? Anybody else that you, you know needed to make an appearance after so many years? Number one is Gendry, right? Gendry has to come back for the old timers game. Uh, first of all, he's going to be real jacked. Like it's probably going to be an unfair fight uh, with Gendry back there compared to these other folks. I mean, maybe Blackfish could put a home run or two over the fence because they're going to have those shortened fences, you know, that they put out there. That's like 250 feet instead of 380 in the corners. I think that uh, the Gendry is going to be hitting 500 foot home runs out of there. Like he's going to be he's been rowing for so long. He's huge, man. He's built up. He's got those buys. He's got those tries. He's got those shoulder muscles built up just for rowing, just rowing, just row work, row workout. Right, right. Uh, he's not only getting up at 5 a.m. and doing the row workout. He's doing it 24-7. 
A uh, couple other guys, Zaro Zohan Doxos. Maybe he can come back for the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he didn't die. He was just locked in a. He was just locked in a. Sure. In a safe. He he could still come back. Uh, Thoros Amir. Maybe he'll come back with the Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. That's actually mm-hmm. a possibility. Uh, I'm excited for maybe that. Maybe the Hound. Maybe the Hound. Maybe the Hound. Uh, yeah, you know what? So I'm, I, while you've been talking, I've been reading through this stuff, uh, really good stuff, by the way, I, I highly encourage everybody to go out and Google something like, uh, should I watch game of Thrones mothers, Christian, just get some of those words in there. <laughs> I found this article at the top of the line here, uh, very top of Google search. It says Christians who watch game of Thrones, uh, nudity are re-crucifying Christ every time. <laughs> so- Whoa. <laughs> That is, oh wow! There you go. So that is uh, that's bold. That's from Pastor John Piper. So uh, be careful. I don't know if he's a thing. Like if he's like a thing, I should know. But um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording. The podcast. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. So this will be the last episode of Make Westeros Great Again podcast. We enjoyed it, right? Sorry, but uh, Pastor Pastor John says no. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, now there, it looks like there's some other hot takes that say that they they feel like really shame that shameful that they watch it uh, as it, but they like can't help themselves <laughs> because okay. they really like the show, and so I think that's t- that's a tough burden, man. Like if you, I don't know. Anyway, all right, so let's move on. Uh, Andrew, the theater returns. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this this particular play was a little different than the first play last episode. Uh, this one, though, remember Arya really didn't like the last one because it, it had some some family history in it that she really didn't want to relive. This play, Arya loved. Right? Did you see how like everyone was like really scared and like sad, and Arya just had this huge shit eating grin when Joffrey is killed. Right? Uh, she was into so, it. She was so much into it, uh, much more so this time around. So I have to ask you. Was this play as good as the last one or better or worse? Where do you where do you rank the two plays? I think I liked the first one better because uh Robert Baratheon was in it. Yeah. Uh and otherwise it had the same characters. Like you substitute Robert Baratheon for Tywin Lannister. I'd rather have Robert Baratheon, but still pretty good. You know, the guy that plays Tyrion was excellent in both. He had some great one-liners right. in both, and uh, and you know, Lady Crane playing Cersei had a lovely uh, monologue there at the end. She didn't like it; she said the writing was crap. But uh, you know, I think she she did the best with what she could uh, with with the words on the page. So uh, respect to to Lady Crane. We will be power ranking all of the characters from this troupe in a few minutes. So uh, we'll, we will return to this subject in a little bit. Before we do, let's talk about Mace Tyrell. Okay. Anytime. Anytime you want to talk about Mace Tyrell. Okay. I'm in. <laughs> General Patton of Westeros is what we're going to call him. <laughs> Military commander, strategist, genius, Mace huh? Tyrell. Uh, you know, is there anyone else in the whole realm that you'd rather have at the front of your army than Mace Tyrell? Probably anybody else, <laughs> probably like anyone, anyone but Mace Tyrell was who is who I would want at the front of my army. Like you couldn't see inside the eyes of those those knights, but I could hear what, after he got done with his speech, the eyes just rolling, like everyone just rolling their eyes at his speech. <laughs> you couldn't see it, unpictured, 
every every single one of those nights we're like oh god here he goes again rolling the eyes all right are you done talking yet can we go kill somebody great that that uh, the best thing about tyrell though that feather feather hat did you like that feather oh, hat oh i want one i want that too I want one so bad. Okay, Kevin, enough about Mace Tyrell, uh, the best character on the show. Uh, I want to do a little thing with you now called the Westeros Trade Machine. Now, you've seen the Trade Machine happen on, like, the Bill Bill Simmons podcast or Mm -hmm. other podcasts where you just make up trades between teams and you you say why it should happen, and then you get really mad when it doesn't happen. Well, we're getting close to the end of the season. Uh, Teams are going to be competing for that championship. Uh, and, and to do that, oftentimes teams need to make a trade. Mm-hmm. You know, to you know, the, the Cavs this year traded for Channing Frye. The Warriors traded for Anderson Varejao just to shore up weaknesses as they go for that championship. Uh, there's a couple trades that I see out there that could make both teams better as they go uh, for uh, a championship. So I want to talk about a couple. Okay. The what first one uh, was the Lannisters trade the Mountain. Okay. To the Starks, the Stark expansion team, for Melisandra, Davos Seaworth, and the rights to Rickon. Okay, okay. <laughs> hear me out here. So the <laughs> the North, John and Sansa, get them out. They just need offense. They need someone to fight in the battle, and, and no better person than the Mountain. Sure. The Lannisters need role players. They need a Melisandra. They need a Davos, and you know Rickon is just kind of just thrown in to make the trade even. You know, there's a lot of Lannisters who have been dying. Uh, so this is kind of like when the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker for, to the Vikings for, like, a bunch of players, and then they built a Super Bowl team around them. That's what the Lannisters need to do. They need to trade them out. Agreed. I like that. Okay, give me another one. Okay, well, the, the, just a quick one. Uh, I think that Danny should trade one dragon to the Greyjoys for the 1,000 ships. You know, <laughs> she's tried this before, where you trade a dragon and then you just steal everything. She did this with the Unsullied. Just just do that again. Let's get rid of all the Greyjoys and be done with that story. <laughs> Dracarys, right? Dracarys. Uh, okay, you've got I, a good okay. one, too. You've got I have one. one. I have one. Uh, I, this was tough. I was trying to... I was really struggling to come up with the trades, but here, here's mine. Uh, Blackfish trades the his three best knights there... Uh, to the inn at the crossroads. Okay, so remember the inn at the crossroads where Arya and, and Hot Pie and Gidry were at? Okay, so we trade them the three best knights to the inn at the crossroads. In return, they get Hot Pie. And the reason is, Andrew, of course, the inn at the crossroads always has fights. They need good bouncers. All these fights are happening all the time. Now they get the three best knights from, from Blackfish's crew. And Blackfish gets Hot Pie because what do you need during a siege, Andrew? You need food. You need the best food that you can. You need a chef that's able to to ration correctly. Who better than hot pie, right? You know, they said that River Run could last a year uh, in a siege. Uh, I think with hot pie there, you could stretch that out to maybe two or three. Double, at least double. Yeah, no problem. Uh, and plus, hot pie's got great ideas. That's he's got great, just great wolf bread. He's just, just an great, idea guy. Great, just great food strategy. Agreed. All right. All right so no gambling uh, update today. Uh, we want to give you a little update on Jimmy the Bravosi. We have talked to Jimmy the Bravosi uh, after Hodor died last week and took the casino at fifty to one. Just basically bankrupted the casinos. Uh, you spoke with him. With him. What, what did he say? He is okay, right? He's doing fine. Yeah, he's doing fine. 
uh, licking his wounds a little bit. He's been up and down. But he said, he did tell me this. He told us that the next big score he has, he's going to come on and tell us about it. So I guess we got to watch for someone to die because he's been he's been on this uh, first to die or, or the die bets. Those that's those are his favorites. So we'll see what happens next time he has a big score. Maybe he'll come on and give us some more tips. Uh, we'll definitely need that. Maybe look for him in the next couple of weeks. Uh, the return of Jimmy the Jimmy the Bravosi. He's a, a fan favorite and has been requested in the uh, the review that you have all been yes. been reading. And so. We'll have to do our best to get him back on. Okay, Kevin, I want you to get yourself ready. Okay. And I need you to step your game up. What you looking at? Step your game up. What you waiting for? Step your game up. Go come on in the dust. Step your game up. Drop it to the floor and just step. Okay, I put this game together for you, Kevin. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the state of Maine before we get any further. When we do this podcast, we get all these uh, analytics and statistics back, and, and we're very happy with how it's going. A lot of you are out there listening. We get more and more every week. Uh, could not ask for, for better listeners, except for the state of Maine. The state of Maine has by far the fewest downloads in the country of this podcast. I don't know why that is. Everywhere else, we get great, great download numbers, except for the state of Maine. So hmm. in an effort to... Uh, maybe offer them an olive branch. So maybe, maybe some, some Mainers. Maybe that's where Pat. Maybe that's where John Piper is. <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe that's where the pastor is up there telling people not to watch it. Maybe he's in Maine. Maybe he's in Maine. Probably is. And and so maybe we. But we won't need to understand more about Maine. So okay. I put this game together for you. Uh, it's is it a city in Maine or a city in Westeros? Okay, I like this. All right, good. Okay, so uh, I've, I've actually got a bunch of them here. I'm going to pick out the best ones, and I want you to guess. Is this a city in Maine or Kay. a city in Westeros? Go for Number it. Number one, Coldwater. Coldwater. So, you know, it's really cold. I'm sure the water's cold in Maine. This is We're from Kansas. I have no freaking clue. Uh, I'm going to go with Maine. It is in the Vale. It is in Westeros. Uh, so that is an O for one. House Coldwater. Uh, okay. They <laughs> they're in the Vale. There you uh, go. House Aaron. So O for one. Uh, that's uh, your O for one. Not not great. Uh, number I two. I should have known because like George is so literal with his with his uh, places and his his families. Cold water. Like, it's just a place with cold water. Like, I should have just gone with it, but all right. I overthought it. All right. Number two, Deer Isle. (laughs) Here we are again. Uh, This sounds like something George would do. Um, So I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's uh, Game of Thrones. It is in Maine. Damn it. That is in Maine. Oh, for two, Deer Isle is in Maine. All right, not for great. Two. Not great. This is why. This is why okay. we have no listeners in Maine. By the way. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on. To number three, Palisade Village. That's in Maine. Palisade Village. Maine. That is in Westeros. What? That is in Westeros. Yeah, Palisade uh. Village is in Westeros. Uh, let me let me look it up. Uh, where it is? I think it's also in the Vale. Nope. Yep, it's in the Vale. All right. 
Apparently, okay, apparently the Vale and, and Maine have similar naming conventions yep. for some reason. <laughs> it is, yeah, I just checked. It is in the Vale. Okay, we're going to move on to number three. You are 0 for 4, or 0 for 3. Not, we're going to move on I'm to number four. I'm not feeling good about this, yeah. Eastport. Eastport. Is that Maine, or is that Westeros? I'm going with Westeros. That is in... Maine. <laughs> oh, for four, Kevin. Well, wait, I guess they don't use East. I should have been smart about that. I don't think they use the. Do they use like East, West, North, South, and on the map? Okay, it's called Westeros. That's a good point. And though, because it's because it's west. Because it's west. And Essos is <laughs> east. east. All right, fair enough. All right. Okay, so you are oh for four. Uh, I'm gonna sure. go one more for you. Can we keep Let's going? See how you, you right? do like. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay we can bar harbor westeros that is maine <laughs> you're over five over oh, five jimmy, jimmy the provosi has to be here because that the odds of going over five are pretty if it's a 50 50 game are pretty uh pretty high maybe i need to go okay. over the uh to the westgate westeros tonight all right let's just do an easy one so i only planned on doing do an easy one those were the those were the hard ones now we have easy ones coming well they're all kind of looking at your list here i have no clue about any of these (laughs) winterville maine that's maine good job all right (laughs) one for six that was i hope you did better than kevin at home uh and maybe that's why no one knows anything about maine maine doesn't know anything about game of thrones so they don't listen to our podcast Oh, that's hard. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed. That was the probably that was probably the toughest one you've ever done. Those are really hard. All right, whatever. Moving on. <laughs> done with Maine. All right, forget Maine. Do you want a All power right, rank? You want a power rank? Some power stuff. Rankings. Let's do some power ranking. The power lies on their side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Kevin, you put this together. You power ranked the characters in the theater troupe in Bravos. I am excited to hear your rankings here. So this is Eisenborough's Bravosi Theater Troupe. That's their official name. So let's make sure we get that right. Uh, number one on this list, Andrew, I thought was a pretty easy uh, answer, and that's Lady Crane. She's clearly the most talented. She's the best. That's why everyone wants gunning for the best. Uh, we see Bianca down there trying to gun for her. Uh, Lady Crane is number one on this list. We've saw we saw Andrew. She's got and she's cool off stage too, right? That's the nice thing about it. Like nice. you you see your you see your idols on stage, and then you see them off stage and they're like jerks or like mean to the paparazzi or mean to like people that are just like showing up. Uh, Aria walks in there. She just sits down with her, has a nice conversation, like. How nice is that? It's nice to see that your people off the screen are just as cool as they are on the screen. So Lady Crane, number one for me, gunning for the top. People are trying to offer because she's the best. you got to beat the best to be the best. Lady Crane, number one. Number two, Andrew, Bobono. Clearly number two. Which one's uh, I don't know who that is. Who's that You one? don't know who Bobono is? <laughs> Obviously, you haven't been reading oh. a lot of credits for the uh, Eisenboros Bravosi Theater Troupe. You haven't been reading your playbills. When you walk in to this to the square, uh, they hand out the playbills for the for the deal. Bobono is Tyrion, Andrew. 
but okay. one of, he's great. He's great. He's, he's great. He's got the best one liners. He sells them. He's got a good makeup artist doing his the scar on Tyrion's face. He's doing good things. Bobono, by the way, also cool off stage. He and Lady Crane had a nice little moment last uh, episode talking about their children. Uh, he's he's a jokester on and off screen. I like Bobono. Number three, Andrew. This was tough. Three, four, and five were a little more difficult for me. I went with Eisenbaro here, and that is only because of his action as Robert last episode. Uh, he also played Tywin. Good. He also played Tywin this episode, which was pretty boring. Uh, but really liked him as Robert. So Eisenbaro himself is number three on this list. Uh, going going a little further, uh, I went with uh, I went with Clorenzo here, and Clorenzo Andrew is Joffrey. So Clorenzo, um, you know, he's he needs to work on his craft a little bit more. Uh, I think he he needs to work on uh, maybe needs to have some more real world deals happen to him to be able to really harness what it means to be Joffrey. He, uh, it's, it's not quite doable. He also working. may need to, he's got a health situation. He needs, he needs to hit up a doctor. He needs to hit up a doctor. Maybe that's part of it. He's concerned about his, uh, his situation uh, and uh, has not been able to really express himself. Uh, so, so he's fourth. And then fifth on the list, Andrew is Bianca. Bianca's fifth. That's Sansa. She's, you know what? For as much as she tries, she just doesn't quite have it. You know what I mean? Like she's she's but been the if, extra. If she were to be successful, if she were to kill Lady Crane, she could jump up to number one pretty quick. Like only reason is because she knows the lines. Like that's the only reason. It's not because she's good, but she could fill in on a on a, on the spot because she's been she's been studying. She's been the backup quarterback. She's been taking the reps uh, in in the background. But what I'm saying is, Andrew, like. She's been like a lifelong extra. Like she was like, like girl two in Dawson's Creek. And that was her first role. And she's never yet like advanced past like girl one. Like she's always, she's always got her name on IMDb, but never really credited. It's always like girl two, girl that speaks guy, uh, girl at the, you know, bar. Like that's her role. She needs to just maybe look for another path is what I was all I'm saying. So, she needs. I think she just needs a breakthrough role. She just needs a little. She just needs an opportunity. Just listen, gotta have that opportunity. We've seen this happen before, and it did not work out very well. When someone tried to off a figure skater by hiring somebody, you know what I'm talking about here, right? Uh, we don't oh, need yeah. that situation. Like, how well did that work out for her? Hmm. Well, she parlayed it into like celebrity boxing. That's a good point. That's a good point. She's she's had some success. Uh, okay, there you go, Andrew. The power rankings are complete. Lady Crane, Bobono, Bianca, Clorenzo, I'm sorry, Eisenbaro, uh, what was it? Eisenbaro, Clorenzo, Bianca. There it is. So, uh, and those okay, are, that's those, a pretty good, that's things. a pretty good list. Yeah. Pretty good list. Uh, maybe Ari can join that troop. We don't know what's going to happen with her. Okay, no. Kevin, <laughs> let's move on and talk about the Book of Brothers. Book of Brothers. I've always dreamed about having a brother. All the great deeds of all the great kings, guys. That is correct. Okay, in the book of brothers, you need to go and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a comment. If you leave a comment, we will put you into the book of brothers, where, of course, we will give you a nickname and list your great deeds. There's a couple that we need to talk about today. Uh, There's some folks who left some comments in iTunes but didn't put their names. We can't. 
put you in the Booker Brothers if we don't know your name. So you can go back and change your your review or whatever you said. Just include it to put your name in there, and we'll get you put into the Booker Brothers. Kevin, you've got the first one with Dana. Yes, Dana is the Raven Master, Andrew. Some people out there think the hand of the king is the most important person out there to help protect the king's image. But who really controls the real image that goes out to the masses? It's not the hand. It's not the king himself. It's the Raven Master. She was the first to take this position and run with it, coining the term tweeting whenever she's put those short messages together to spread throughout the realm with those ravens. She was really, Andrew, Westeros' first social media manager, and that is Dana the Raven Master. Oh, so that does that mean she has like a, a high view of herself or a high view of her importance? Like, I'm a social media manager? I'm all mm-hmm. about engagement and disruption. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fine. But she deserves it, Andrew. So like, this is, like, this okay. is not just a, a light position. It's, it's difficult. Okay, uh, let's talk about Josh. Josh okay. is being entered into the Book of Brothers. Uh, his nickname is Citizen Boar. Mm. Josh Citizen Boar. Uh, let's talk about Josh a little bit. As a contractor uh, scribe for the crown during the King Robert's reign, he stole over 10,000 confidential scrolls from Grandmeister <laughs> Pycelle's document closet. And those okay. documents revealed that the war with the Greyjoys was a sham that was designed only to make money for the shipbuilders and Storm's End. Oh, no. Uh, that's not good, Andrew. That's That could be treasonous. I hope he's hiding somewhere, maybe in another land. <laughs> so that, yeah, he's, uh, got a, he's got immunity in, in Bravos. He's, he's got, got immunity? <laughs> yeah. Does he have, like, a, a, like a, a podcast that he does occasionally or, like, goes on and quotes whenever there's some sort of whistleblower situation? He, he's oh the yeah, first he just and he sends out so many ravens. He sends out so many <laughs> all the ravens. time. It's kind of annoying. Oh, yeah. citizen four. Okay, good. Thanks, Josh. Uh, the next one is Matthew, and Matthew uh, is known Andrew as the Greasy Spoon, and he's famed for his love of divey tanneries and ends throughout Westeros. And Matthew, the Greasy Spoon, created his own business of going from pot shop to pot shop and alehouse to alehouse, trying slow cooked stews and bowls of brown and then presenting the best of the best in a presentation on the street in the square each week. It's called Diners, Brothels, and Dives. And that is uh, like Matthew, it. a.k.a. Greasy Spoon. I like it. I'd watch that show. I'd go, I'd go I, into the streets of the square of uh, Gin Alley, the streets <laughs> of Gin Alley and watch that show. Totally. Oh, so the next one we have is Kenzie. Kenzie's nickname is Spellbound, Spellbent, Spellbroken. And Kenzie, at age 11, won the Westeros Spelling Bee by successfully spelling Shriekos. Uh, could, could you use that in, uh, in a sentence for me? <laughs> Shriekos the dragon died before she went into battle. Uh, what's the origin of Shriekos? That is Valerian. Uh, what else can they ask? Can they ask something about like, can it, does it rhyme with something or what's, what else, what else can they ask? There's a third thing. Any alternate uh, pronunciations? Any alternate pronunciations? Uh, Shrikos, Shrikos. Those are the only two. No that's it, that's it. All right. It depends on where you're at. Huh? Okay. Well, Hey, congrats. I actually have no idea. How, <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how to pronounce that. So if you're like, like, that's not how you pronounce that dragon's name. I have no idea. Uh, so anyway, 
That is the Book of Brothers this week. Let's move on and talk about the It Is Known prediction segment. It is known. It is known. It is known. It is known. Kevin, you're first up. Tell us what you think is going to happen next week. Okay. Uh, I've, I've run with this prediction every week, and I'm going to continue doing it until I'm wrong. Brand's going to do some stupid shit that's going to annoy me. Uh, and uh, that's it. Like, that's basically it for Brand's storyline. However, I usually say the same thing about the Children of the Forest. They actually get a little bit of uh, uh, of some high marks for me in this episode. Uh, they didn't really do anything, which is part of it. But we learned that the Children of the Forest helped resurrect Benjen using their little obsidian magic. So... Like they're going up a couple of points in my book. Bran, you know, goes down a little bit. Although that whole like Netflix on his eyeball thing, like that's pretty cool. So maybe it's a wash. Oh, either way. So uh, I'm gonna say Bran does some stupid stuff. Kevin Lannister somehow saves the day. That I always run with that uh, prediction as well every week. And then, uh, really, Andrew, here's the the two main ones. Where is Jon Snow and Sansa? Like we have to see Jon Snow, right? It's got to be in his contract. He has to be in like every episode, right? We have not seen Jon Snow. Well, this no, John's a on a well, John's on a plane to uh, to South Dallas, South Oak Cliff, you know, just watching recruits for his army, you know, okay. trying to trying to get trying to get some army guys. Okay, fair enough. Well, we we need to see Probably. some some Jon Snow. Uh, that that is important. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for no Jon Snow, no Sansa. And that's why this episode wasn't yeah, as know, good for me. I need Jon Snow in, in every episode. That's part. It's in it's in his contract. If it's not, it should be. Uh, and then Andrew. Okay. It appears we are going to see the real Blackfish in action. I've missed Blackfish. It has been a long time. Super excited. Don't know what's going to happen, but it sounds like Blackfish is coming. I'm very excited by this. Uh, do you have any uh, It Is Known know predictions? Uh, just two. Uh, I think that, and mine are more serious tone than yours, because I just, hmm. I've been thinking about this. I see. <laughs> Bran, I think, is kind of the chess master of this entire show. Ugh. In that when Benjen said, you know, we've got to have you ready for when the White Walkers crossed into the realms of men, I think he's going to have to go back through time and kind of set up everything for this final battle with the White Walkers. So everything that happens is kind of meant to happen because it has to happen for them to fight the White Walkers. No one's really going to know this except for us because we're watching this TV program. But I think Bran's going to set that all up. He's the master, the chess master of this whole show. Uh, Kevin's not going to like that because he just doesn't want to see any Bran. That's fine. Uh, I, and then there's been this other theory out there that, that Danny is the bad guy. Mm. She's going to be the villain, the ultimate villain of this show. I'm kind of buying into it. Yeah. And I, I got a couple reasons. Uh, Dario talks to her. About, like, you know, if you invade Westeros, like, then what? Like, she never really has a good answer for when he's like, so why do you want to do this? And she never has a good answer. She's like, it's mine. I just take back take what it. is mine. Like, we don't know yeah. what her real purpose is. Well, you know, when it comes to Westeros, when she's doing uh, her stuff in Marine, it's to free the slaves. Like, we get it. So I, I go back to this old quote that, that George Railroad Martin had about uh, the Lord of the Rings, which okay. you're a fan of. Sure. Right. He said that, you know, he, he appreciates J.R.R. Tolkien, but 
he doesn't get why, like, why don't we know what Aragorn's agriculture policy is? Like, did they commit genocide on the orcs after the war was over? Like, we don't know all that stuff. So <laughs> he just, like, became king, and then everything was suddenly all good. That's kind of what Danny thinks is going to happen. Like, I will become queen, and then everything will be fine. But she really doesn't have any post-invasion, post-I-become-queen plan. Well, we see that in Marine, right? And we see everywhere else she's, quote, conquered. Stuff has not gone well after she's done it. So maybe, Andrew, she's learning from that. Maybe she'll be more ready to leave behind a, a workable strategy uh, for folks on the ground after she's conquered. But I'm sort of with you here because, uh, and I think you're right, because Dario says, uh, you know, no, you're a conqueror. Like, that's what you do. Like, you conquer. You don't rule. You conquer. And I kind of like that. What if she is a bad guy? This could be fun. And we I saw know, the whole, I'm kinda, like. I'm kind of into it. The Mad King thing. Like, it doesn't fall. Like, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree type of deal. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. We need a we need yeah, another totally. villain. We need another villain because, like, we're, I'm pretty sure that, that, uh, uh. The uh, it looks like there's going to be a battle between uh, the bastards, right? Coming up at some point, like it seems like that's building, and I, I think John's going to win. Just a guess. So we're going to need another villain. What if it's Danny? How cool would that be? I'm into it. Well, nothing much happened in terms of deaths this week, but a lot happened to set everything up. I thought it was a pretty good episode. We can kind of see what's going to happen in the future. A lot of questions were asked, and I'm all about having these questions asked. We're going to get some crazy answers, I think, coming up. Uh, anything else from you, Kevin? Are you excited for the uh, the episodes ahead? I am. I I just hope that Melissa Tarley is a constant uh, character going forward. Really big fan of what she's bringing to the table because we need some other love. Like, what a great character uh, to to just bring something a little warmer to the show. Just a little warmer. That's, that's all I'm asking. Okay, Kevin. That, well, with just keep Melissa Tarly uh, in your thoughts, in your hearts, okay. well, and we'll everything do. will be well. We'll be back next week where we will make Westeros great again, again. And <laughs> until then, Valar Magolis. Valar Andrew. Andrew.